the veil is torn and the doors swing wide. I see glory as I run inside the throne room. Before you look, Hi, this is Puritans Read, where we read aloud great Puritan works, authors, and biographies. Today, episode 53 of The Life of David Brainerd by Jonathan Edwards. July 10. Spent most of the day in writing. Toward night, rode to Mr. Tennant's. Enjoyed some agreeable conversation. Went home in the evening in a solemn, sweet frame of mind. Was refreshed in secret duties. Longed to live wholly and only for God. And saw plainly there was nothing in the world worthy of my affection. My heart was dead to all below. Yet not through dejection as it sometimes, but from views of a better inheritance. July 12, this day was spent in fasting and prayer by my congregation as preparatory to the Lord's Supper. I discoursed both parts of the day from Romans 4:25, who was delivered for our offenses, etc. God gave me some assistance and something of divine power attended the word, so that this was an agreeable season. Afterward, led them to a solemn renewal of their covenant and fresh dedication of themselves to God. This was a season both of solemnity and sweetness, and God seemed to be in the midst of us. Returned to my lodgings in the evening in a comfortable frame of mind. Lord's Day, July 13. In the forenoon, discoursed on the bread of life from John 6.35. God gave me some assistance in a part of my discourse especially, and there appeared some tender affection in the assembly under divine truth. My soul also was somewhat refreshed. Administered the Lord's Supper to 31 of the Indians. God seemed to be present in this ordinance. The communicants were sweetly melted and refreshed. Oh, how they melted, even when the elements were first uncovered. There was scarcely a dry eye among them when I took off the linen and showed them the symbols of Christ's broken body. Having rested a little after the administration of the ordinance, I visited the communicants and found them generally in a sweet, loving frame, not unlike what appeared among them on the former sacramental occasion, April 27. In the afternoon, discoursed upon coming to Christ and the satisfaction of those who do so. From the same verse I insisted on in the forenoon, this was likewise an agreeable season, one of much tenderness, affection, and enlargement in divine service. And God, I am persuaded, crowned our assembly with his presence. 
I returned home, much spent, yet rejoicing in the goodness of God. July 14, went to my people and discoursed to them from Psalm 119, 106. I have sworn and I will perform it, etc. Observed, number one, that all God's judgments or commandments are righteous. Number two, that God's people have sworn to keep them, and this they do especially at the Lord's table. There appeared to be a powerful divine influence on the assembly and considerable melting under the word. Afterward, I led them to a renewal of their covenant before God that they would watch over themselves and one another lest they should fall into sin and dishonor the name of Christ. This transaction was attended with great solemnity and God seemed to own it by exciting in them a fear and jealousy of themselves lest they should sin against God so that the presence of God seemed to be among us in this conclusion of the sacramental solemnity. July 21, preached to the Indians, chiefly for the sake of some strangers, proposed my design of taking a journey speedily to the Susquehanna, exhorted my people to pray for me that God would be with me in that journey, and then chose diverse persons of the congregation to travel with me. Afterward, spent some time in discoursing to the strangers and was somewhat encouraged with them, took care of my people's secular business and was not a little exercised with it, had some degree of composure and comfort in secret retirement. July 22, was in a dejected frame most of the day, wanted to wear out life and have it at an end, but had some desires of living to God and wearing out life for him. Oh, that I could indeed do so. July 29, my mind was cheerful and free from the melancholy with which I am often exercised, had freedom in looking up to God at various times in the day. In the evening, I enjoyed a comfortable season in secret prayer, was helped to plead with God for my own dear people, and that he would carry on his own blessed work among them, and assisted in praying for the divine presence to attend me in my intended journey to the Susquehanna. I scarcely knew how to leave the throne of grace, and it grieved me that I was obliged to go to bed I longed to do something for God, but knew not how. Blessed be God for this freedom from dejection. July 30. Was uncommonly comfortable, both in body and mind, in the forenoon especially. My mind was solemn. I was assisted in my work, and God seemed to be near to me, so that the day was as comfortable as most I have enjoyed for some time. In the evening was 
favored with assistance in secret prayer and felt much as I did the evening before. Blessed be God for that freedom I then enjoyed at the throne of grace for myself, my people, and my dear friends. August 1, in the evening, enjoyed a sweet season in secret prayer. Clouds of darkness and perplexing care were sweetly scattered, and nothing anxious remained. Oh, how serene was my mind at this season. How free from that distracting concern I have often felt. Thy will be done was a petition sweet to my soul. And if God had bid me choose for myself in any affair, I should have chosen rather to have referred the choice to him. For I saw he was infinitely wise and could not do anything amiss as I was in danger of doing. Was assisted in prayer for my dear flock that God would promote his own work among them and go with me in my intended journey to the Susquehanna and was helped to remember my dear friends in New England and my dear brethren in the ministry. I found enough in the sweet duty of prayer to have engaged me to continue in it the whole night, would my bodily state have admitted of it. Oh, how sweet it is to be enabled heartily to say, Lord, not my will, but thine be done. August 2, near night, preached from Matthew eleven twenty nine. Take my yoke upon you, etc. Was considerably helped, and the presence of God seemed to be somewhat remarkably in the assembly. Divine truth made powerful impressions, both upon saints and sinners. Blessed be God for such a revival among us. In the evening was very weary, but found my spirits supported and refreshed. August 7, rode to my house, where I spent the last winter. In order to bring some things I needed for my Susquehanna journey, was refreshed to see that place which God so marvelously visited with the showers of his grace. Oh, how amazing did the power of God often appear there, bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. August 9, in the afternoon, visited my people, set their affairs in order as much as possible, and contrived for them the management of their worldly business, discoursed to them in a solemn manner, and concluded with prayer was composed and comfortable in the evening and somewhat fervent in secret prayer and had some sense and view of the eternal world and found a serenity of mind. Oh, that I could magnify the Lord for any freedom which he affords me in prayer. Lord's Day, August 10, Discourse to my people, both parts of the day, from Acts three nineteen, Repent ye therefore, etc. In discoursing of repentance in the forenoon, 
God helped me so that my discourse was searching. Some were in tears, both of the Indians and white people. And the word of God was attended with some power. In the intermission, I was engaged in conversing on their spiritual state, one of whom had very recently found comfort after spiritual trouble and distress. In the afternoon was somewhat assisted again, though weak and weary. Three persons this day made a public profession of their faith. Was in a comfortable frame in the evening and enjoyed some satisfaction in secret prayer. I have rarely felt myself so full of tenderness as this day. This concludes episode 53 of Jonathan Edwards, The Life of David Brainerd. This is Puritan's Read, where we read aloud great Puritan works, authors, and biographies. Today, episode 54 of The Life of David Brainerd by Jonathan Edwards. August 11. Being about to set out on a journey to the Susquehanna the next day, with leave of Providence, I spent some day this day in prayer with my people that God would bless and succeed my intended journey, that he would send forth his blessed spirit with his word and set up his kingdom among the poor Indians in the wilderness. While I was opening and applying part of the 110th and 111th Psalms, power of God seemed to descend on the assembly in some measure, and while I was making the first prayer, numbers were melted, and I found some affectionate enlargement of soul myself. Preached from Acts 4.31, and when they had prayed, the place was shaken, etc. God helped me, and my interpreter also. There was a shaking and melting among us. And several, I doubt not, were in some measure filled with the Holy Ghost. Afterward, Mr. McKnight prayed, and I then opened the last two stanzas of the 72nd Psalm, at which time God was present with us, especially while I insisted upon the promise of all nations blessing the great Redeemer. My soul was refreshed to think that this day, this blessed, glorious season, should surely come. And I trust numbers of my dear people were also refreshed. Afterward prayed, had some freedom, but was almost spent, then walked out and left my people to carry on religious exercises among themselves. They prayed repeatedly 
and sung while I rested and refreshed myself. Afterward, went to the meeting, prayed with, and dismissed the assembly. Blessed be God, this has been a day of grace. There were many tears and affectionate sobs among us this day. In the evening, my soul was refreshed in prayer, enjoyed liberty at the throne of grace, in praying for my people and friends and the church of God in general. Bless the Lord, O my soul. The next day, he set out on his journey toward the Susquehanna, and six of his Christian Indians with him, whom he had chosen out of his congregation as those he judged most fit to assist him in the business upon which he was going. He took his way through Philadelphia, intending to go to the Susquehanna far down where it is settled by the white people below the country inhabited by the Indians, and so to travel up the river to the Indian habitations. For although this was much farther yet hereby, he avoided the mountains and hideous wilderness that must be crossed in the nearer way, which in time past he found to be extremely difficult and fatiguing. August 19, lodged by the side of the Susquehanna, was weak and disordered both this and the preceding day, and found my spirits considerably damped, meeting with none that I thought godly people. August 20, having lain in a cold sweat all night, I coughed up much bloody matter this morning and was under great disorder of body and not a little melancholy. But what gave me some encouragement was I had a secret hope that I might speedily get a dismission from earth and all its toils and sorrows. Rode this day to one chambers upon the Susquehanna and there lodged, was much afflicted in the evening with an ungodly crew, drinking, swearing, etc. Oh, what a hell would it be to be numbered with the ungodly. Enjoyed some agreeable conversation with a traveler who seemed to have some relish of true religion. August 21, rode up the river about 15 miles and there lodged in a family which appeared quite destitute of God, labored to discourse with the man about the life of religion, but found him very artful in evading such conversation. Oh, what a death it is to some to hear of the things of God was out of my element, but not so dejected as at some times. August 22, continued my course up the river, my people now being with me, who before were parted from me. Traveled above all the English settlements at night, lodged in the open woods, and slept with more comfort than while among an ungodly company of white people, enjoyed some liberty in secret prayer this evening, and was helped 
to remember dear friends as well as my dear flock and the Church of God in general. August 23. Arrived at the Indian town called Shamoking near night. Was not so dejected as formerly, but yet somewhat exercised, felt composed in the evening, and enjoyed some freedom in leaving my all with God. Lord's Day, August 24. Toward noon, visited some of the Delawares and conversed with them about Christianity. In the afternoon, discoursed to the king and others upon divine things, who seemed disposed to hear. Spent most of the day in these exercises. In the evening, enjoyed some comfort and satisfaction, and especially had some sweetness in secret prayer. This duty was made so agreeable to me that I loved to walk abroad and repeatedly engage in it. Oh, how comfortable is a little glimpse of God. August 25, spent most of the day in writing. Sent out my people that were with me to talk with the Indians and contract a friendship and familiarity with them that I might have a better opportunity of treating with them about Christianity. Some good seemed to be done by their visit this day. Many appeared willing to hearken to Christianity. My spirits were a little refreshed this evening, and I found some liberty and satisfaction in prayer. August 26, about noon, discoursed to a considerable number of Indians. God helped me, I am persuaded, for I was enabled to speak with much plainness and some warmth and power, and the discourse had impression upon some, and made them appear very serious. I thought things now appeared as encouraging as they did at Crossweeks. At the time of my first visit to those Indians, I was a little encouraged. I pressed things with all my might and called out my people who were then present to give in their testimony for God, which they did. Toward night was refreshed had a heart to pray for the setting up of God's kingdom here, as well as for my dear congregation below and my dear friends elsewhere. August 28. In the forenoon, I was under great concern of mind about my work. Was visited by some who desired to hear me preach. Discoursed to them in the afternoon with some fervency and labored to persuade them to return to God, was full of concern for the kingdom of Christ and found some enlargement of soul in prayer, both in secret and in my family. Scarce ever saw more clearly than this day that it is God's work to convert souls, and especially poor heathens, I knew I could not touch them. I saw I could only speak to dry bones, but could give them no sense of what I said. My eyes were up to God for help. I could say the work was his, and if done, 
the glory would be his. Lord's Day, August 31. Spent much time in the morning in secret duties. Found a weight upon my spirits and could not but cry to God with concern and engagement of soul. Spent some time also in reading and expounding God's word to my dear family, which was with me, as well in singing and prayer with them. Afterwards, spake the word of God to some few of the Susquehanna Indians. In the afternoon, felt very weak and feeble. Near night was somewhat refreshed in mind with some views of things relating to my great work. Oh, how heavy is my work when faith cannot take hold of an almighty arm for the performance of it. Many times have I been ready to sink in this case. Blessed be God that I may repair to a full fountain. September 1 set out on a journey toward a place called the Great Island, about 50 miles distant from Shamoking on the northwestern branch of the Susquehanna. Traveled some part of the way and at night lodged in the woods, was exceedingly feeble this day and sweat much the night following. September 2, rode forward, but no faster than my people went on foot, was very weak on this as well as the preceding days. I was so feeble and faint that I feared it would kill me to lie out in the open air. And some of our company being parted from us so that we now had no axe with us, I had no way but to climb into a young pine tree and with my knife to lop the branches and so make a shelter from the dew. But the evening being cloudy with a prospect of rain, I was still under fears of being extremely exposed, sweat much so that my linen was almost wringing wet all night. I scarcely ever was more weak and weary than this evening when I was able to sit up at all. This was a melancholy situation, but I endeavored to quiet myself with considerations of the possibility of my being in much worse circumstances amongst enemies, etc. This concludes episode 54 of Jonathan Edwards, The Life of David Brainerd.